Hello, Morongo Basin and listeners around the world online at Z1077FM.com. This is your Z1077 local news for Saturday, November 12th, 2022. The iFestival is happening right now at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center with film screenings, music, dance, and food events that celebrate the Azatlan culture. On yesterday's morning show with Cody and Jeff, tamale expert Ray Rodriguez joined the hosts to talk about the tamalada that's taking place on Sunday at the Food for Thought Cafe. And what we're going to do is we're going to create uh, the two most popular tamales um, really kind of worldwide, which are tamales of chicken and tamales of pork. We'll make them until we run out of masa and filling, but uh, I, I told our chef, uh, prepare for 320 because we're trying to limit it to 50 people, and I'd like everybody to leave with half a dozen tamales. The tamalada costs $15, and you'll learn to make the delicious dish all while listening to live traditional Azatlan music. The tamalada will start cooking at 3 p.m. on Sunday at the High Festival at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center. You can see this story at Z1077FM.com for all the delicious details. The Yucca Valley Film Festival is continuing this evening and Sunday with free film screenings all day at the Yucca Valley Community Center. At 6 p.m., the red carpet opens to anyone who wants to walk it and get some selfies, and the short films night starts at 7 o'clock. The film festival's final day starts with a scriptwriters and composers roundtable at 2 p.m., with screenings of music videos, dance films, and experimental visual art films starting at 3.15. The closing night awards and final red carpet starts at 6. Gary Danio had festival director Matt Beaurois, a Yucca Valley resident and French multi-award winning director and producer, as a guest on the Up Close show on Friday, where they discussed the prestigious hometown event that is now in its fourth year. You can get that as a podcast on our website, and to see a full schedule of the festival, head to yuccavalleyfilmfestival.com. Every second Sunday at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center, they hold a death cafe. To tell us more about the event, here's Jeff Harmatz. A death cafe is when people of all walks of life gather together to discuss death. Those who come to the death cafe will discuss, in an unscripted manner, death, dying, and the experiences that surround these usually taboo topics. Different from group therapy, this event is for people to share, ask questions, and inform each other about topics surrounding mortality and its end. This event is led by Anastasia Barada, a death midwife. Materials and resources to deal with grief will also be provided. The event begins tomorrow at 3 p.m. at the Food for Thought Cafe inside of the Joshua Tree Retreat Center in Joshua Tree. To learn more, visit deathcafe.com. Reporting for Z1077, this is Jeff Harmatz. Cooler weather has brought some serious storms the last few weekends here in the high desert, with rain and flash floods returning the past week, alongside some murder winds that have rearranged my backyard a couple times. Joshua Tree National Park is only going to get busier as the weather turns more temperate, but if you're planning on heading into the national park, there are always a few things you can check before getting in your car. Road conditions and alerts are easy to find on the national park's homepage at nps.gov jotr. Just click alerts and you can see current road closures or warnings. You may not know that there's a webcam in the national park. It's perched at the top of Bell Mountain and looks southeast over the foothills. It's also a great indicator of air quality in the park. Luckily, because of recent weather and a milder fire season, that's something we haven't had to worry about too much this year. The webcam tells you detailed air quality, as well as the weather and the wind. We'll have a link to that at this story at Z1077FM.com. If weather ever surprises you while out in the desert, play it safe and pull over, especially in heavy rain where washouts and flash floods can happen quickly. Remember, turn around and don't drown. And finally... We talk a lot about the Mojave Desert here. The Morongo Basin is plunked right at the southern edge of the expansive ecosystem that covers 20 million acres of our state. 
However, if you head into the park towards the south entrance, you start to see the vegetation and landscape change as you drop lower in elevation. That's because you're entering the edge of the Colorado Desert, which is part of a larger, drier Sonoran Desert, which stretches all the way into Mexico. There's plenty to explore in the Colorado Desert. The National Park Visitor Centers both have great exhibits explaining the differences between the two deserts that make up the National Park. Perhaps the biggest difference is that large sections of the Colorado Desert don't have the same protections as the Joshua Tree National Park just north of it. A movement to create a new national monument in the Chukwala Valley would create and expand on wilderness areas, honor the homelands of indigenous people who have called the Colorado Desert their home, and designate Mission Creek as a wild and scenic river. The campaign is still in its early stages. You can find a link to the Mojave Desert Land Trust coverage of this campaign at Z1077FM.com. And that's our local news. You can hear local news seven times a day, seven days a week at 7, 8, 9, noon, 4, 5, and 6. More Morongo Basin residents get their local news from Z1077 than any other source. Reporting for the Morongo Basin Newsleader, the award-winning Z1077, I'm Robert Hayden.